Welcome to the Marketing Mantra Podcast, brought to you by 99signals.com, a place to find top-notch content on a wide range of marketing topics, including SEO, social media marketing, content marketing, blogging, and more. Take your blog to the next level and achieve massive traffic growth by learning top blogging strategies discussed in the Marketing Mantra Podcast. And now, here is your host, Sandeep Malia. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Marketing Mantra. We have a special guest on our show today, Saikat Pine uh, from U Incorporation. Uh, you must have already uh, listened to his podcast. So just to give you a brief introduction about Saikat, um, uh, Saikat is an award-winning digital communication specialist and podcaster. Besides his role heading digital communications for one of the largest fintech conglomerates in the world, Saikat is the creative head and host of the U Incorporation podcast, which is a weekly show that brings razor-sharp, actionable brand building and entrepreneurial insights from the most badass media founders and content creators from around the world. I like the way you describe the podcast. That's that's really good. Uh, Saikat has also consulted over 40 um, uh, leading brands, uh, including the likes of Paytm, MX Player, The Times of India, Ghana, and countless other global companies in ways to build and manage their reputations online. In his career, Saikat has been the content brain for marketing and PR efforts across 13 countries, touching billions of lives. His work has earned him some of the biggest global industry honors, and his brainchild, the Paytm blog, has been adopted as an official case study at multiple top media institutes. Saikat, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been binge listening to all the episodes on your podcast. You're doing some phenomenal work there. So uh, thank you for taking the time to be on Marketing Mantra today. Thank you for the kind introduction, Sandeep. Really hyped to be here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So uh, looking forward to our conversation. So there's a lot to unpack about your work uh, because you have such a diverse experience. But let's start with your podcast. What I would like to learn is in such a limited time, uh, you have around 30 episodes, if I'm not mistaken, or a little less than 30 yep. episodes, but you've built around... such 26, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. 26. Yeah. So in such a short time, you've uh, amassed such a huge following and uh, You've been featured on Apple Podcasts in the new and noteworthy section. You are right now the number one marketing podcast in India. Uh, for those of my listeners who have probably never heard your podcast, uh, can you tell us what it is about and why they should listen to it? Sure. So uh, the podcast, uh, the, the concept of the podcast was really a feverish dream for me, to be very honest with you. I was down with COVID earlier this April and I was really frustrated when one of uh, my uh, trips with my friends got cancelled because I caught COVID at a very unfortunate time. Mm. Um, so the trip to Dubai had to be called off uh, and quite naturally I'm sure you'd realize friends they are not very generous even you know guys they are generally not very generous when you're down regardless of you know whether the re reason is genuine or not. So yeah. everybody was frustrated. I was doubly frustrated with myself yeah. and uh, I'm in home quarantine. My boss was extremely generous to give me two weeks of paid leaves. And I was just stuck up at home, um, listening to podcasts on repeat, because that's all you could do. Like you move anything, everything hurt, right? So you don't <laughs> want to get up from the bed. Yeah. yeah. So I was ordering in food. Uh, vegetating on my bed for two weeks straight and in my 
you know, feverish podcast marathon that I was consuming, um, I saw that there were business podcasts and then there were the creative podcasts, right? When you think about the business podcasts, you'd think about, you know, the likes of my first million or, you know, indie hackers, or you'd, you'd see LinkedIn has its own uh, sort of business podcast. BBC uh, has its own business podcast. Many of these business podcasts um, would unravel what's going on in the world of business. And mm. then there were the creative podcasts. You know, you'd speak about the likes of Colin and Samir show, for instance, let's say. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, that would have creatives on board and they'd speak, you know, about creative stuff and how their content creation journeys have shaped up and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. But I realized there were no podcasts speaking about the business of influence or the or uh, the 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 creative angle of building a business. So mm. imagine asking a founder questions like why did you go about sanctioning this marketing campaign because you were not a marketing guy but this was a very offbeat campaign that you know potentially spiked the charts for you in terms of customer acquisition hmm. similarly imagine asking a, a content creator only business questions because a content creator is an entrepreneur as well right a content creator is not just a creator is not just somebody who likes creating content but is also somebody who's built a business around themselves at least anybody who's worth their salt is mm -hmm. so, so creators would get asked these creative so to say quote unquote creator questions and and founders would ask these very boring questions around you know what's your you know next um, acquisition plan or expansion plans on such that how about return the tables, right? Um, and that's when the U Incorporated podcast was formed. So I just typed out, uh, you know, um, with shaky hands, a, a podcast brief on my notes app. And mm. this is what I wrote. I said, imagine if the My First Million podcast and the Colin and Samir show had a baby while the Indie Hackers podcast was like watching and yelling directions. <laughs> that's what I want, mm. right? And that's how the EU Incorporated podcast, uh, the idea for the EU Incorporated podcast came about. Um, I've been very, very lucky, honestly. I didn't realize the potential of the show. Uh, and uh, it'd be, uh, you know, it'd be completely false of me uh, to, to put it otherwise, right? Yeah. The show really took its shape in some ways based on, uh, the feedback of we've got from listeners. And now this is what it is. We mm -hmm. bring razor sharp and actionable brand building and entrepreneurial insights from the most badass, uh, media founders, business leaders, and content creators. Um, and yeah, 26 episodes in, we are still going strong we've just been featured on the let's uh, uh on on the let's talk business list and mm. you know alongside you know business celebs quite honestly so it's unreal how the show has taken off and uh, really excited about uh, its future yeah very interesting and uh, the fact that you acknowledge luck in um, your success that's uh, that's a very uh, humble thing to do not a lot of people do that the whole podcast scene right now is so cluttered, right? You have so many podcasts in different genres. True crime has uh, recently blown up like anything, right? And it's it's a genre right. that, uh, yeah, everyone listens to. And uh, for some reason, there is a podcast popping up every now and then. Uh, also, in uh, like you said, in the in the business uh, subgenre, marketing subgenre, there's so many podcasts. So 
uh, what is the secret to your success? Um, you know, you have already spoke about, um, you know, combining two different elements. Has that been the only factor? Or do you have any other, you know, marketing secrets uh, behind the success of you in corporation? Right, right. So uh, I'll say the day and age where generic uh, broad stroke content would have done well, I think those days are over. I think anybody worth their salt in the media would realize that the money is in the niches, right? Whether be it as a, as a, uh, you know, whether you're coming as a founder, whether you're coming as a marketer, whether you're coming as a content creator, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't have a marketing podcast. You have to have a marketing podcast for potentially SaaS founders who are looking for very specific information, right? Mm -hmm. Similarly, you can't have um, an entrepreneurship podcast, uh, for every founder, you should ideally go for, uh, you know, an entrepreneurship podcast and you'll have to define what your entrepreneurship podcast uh, will do for people who are listening uh, to it. And in that, you're going to, in some ways, define your target audience and you will be able to niche down on your marketing. Hmm. I think that has really helped me because um, you can, you can either bludgeon with a bat or you can prick with a needle. Hmm. I'd always, you know, uh, when the, when the marketing budgets are slim and you can't spray and pray, um, for an indie creator like myself or, or, or yourself, I'd always, uh, recommend people go deep into a niche and hmm. try and create a community of that very, very, very niche, uh, audience. Right. I think the biggest, uh, insecurity that a lot of creators uh, have and definitely an insecurity I have as well is that am I niching down too much Hmm. uh, to the point where I will not have an audience right like how many people are looking to be aspiring creators how many aspiring founders in the world are there how many marketers would really want to listen to the show there are so many marketing podcasts out there there are so many creative podcasts out there that are likely to invite better guests right Hmm. um what can I ask somebody which has not already been asked to them in thousand other media outlets out there, right? There are these questions. The only way to abolish these questions from your mind is for you to realize over time that you would only want to cater to a very specific audience. And regardless of how special you think you are, Hmm. trust me, there are you know, millions of people out there like you, right? There are yeah. billions of people on the planet, regardless right. of how niche your podcast is. If you are a, an aspiring, let's say restaurant uh, owner, or you are a restaurant owner and you only want to run a podcast for aspiring restaurant, uh, restauranters uh, who want to build a cafe. Trust me, there are going to be a couple of thousand people around the world, definitely, who are who are trying to build, uh, you know, a content um, and are looking for content in this niche, right? So you have to build something for someone before, you know, uh, uh, and, and not try to run and try and build everything for everybody. Right. Because then you'll end up building nothing for nobody. Exactly. Yeah. And that is how, and if that is your content strategy, I think that is one thing while of course there are 
multiple marketing hacks that you can you know you can set up a whatsapp blast um you can definitely you must have a mailing list any indie creator must have a mailing list hmm. don't build your audience on rented land on social media don't over index on instagram and on linkedin for somebody like me let's say but the fundamental um uh the fundamental uh, clause you know for any marketing to work i think is to know your audience extremely well and and nail it down to the t to the point yeah. where any content i create and any guest i have on the show i give them specific points on my audience hmm and hmm. i tell them this is my audience so my audience uh, just to you know tell you hmm. my audience 80% is on ios devices 70% is indian the rest of it is you know from three cities so us uh, uae and singapore hmm. Hmm. in my india audience uh, around 85% are male hmm. uh, primarily millennials followed by the 45 plus age group um, 100% of my traction from across platforms is hmm. from metros in india Hmm. when i tell somebody this who happens to be interested in my show if they are not building a product that targets this audience hmm. or they don't want to connect with this audience they themselves would realize boss this might not be the show for me even if their pr team has you know sort of push them right 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 hmm and that helps because when i then create content and share it with them to share with their community if they identify and realize that we have a shared audience they are more likely to share that uh, content and templates that i share with them with their mm-hmm. audience right. and that's primarily on the basis of uh, you know the, the the primary basis for all of the marketing that i've done which is right. the the grand total of our marketing budget since our launch is 0 rupees and 0 paise hmm right and right. all of this is just because i, I niche down so much on the audience Hmm. and the kind of content this audience would want to consume so i just give them what they want and it saves me the trouble of wanting to invest money into just getting more content to them just to figure out if they want to consume it or not right uh it's um, very interesting that you brought up uh, about niching down right and recently read uh, derek sivers book uh, he talks about catering to one person you don't have to right. cater to everyone you just have to cater to one person and you have to cater to them really really well you have to completely understand your audience uh, understand their problems understand that the understand the questions that they have and then create content around it or then create a product around it right and that's what he did with cd baby back in back in the 90s uh, this was before paypal or any of those online um, uh, payment systems and uh, you can imagine the dot com era right how uh how right. we used to have dial up connection and all that and despite all these obstacles he created something which people loved and he was just catering to the indie musicians right he didn't want to have right. big name uh, musicians on his um, website and i can see some parallel between what he did back in the 90s and what you're doing right now 25 years later uh also uh, from where i am coming from my blog 99 signals gets close to uh, 70 to 80000 visitors a month organically and we we i also try to understand my audience and i'm trying to understand them more and more and we get we go one step ahead we also try to understand the search intent behind each query so if we are targeting certain keywords 
we also try to understand the search intent behind the keywords, right? And uh, that's one good thing about Google. If someone is searching on Google, there is always intent behind those keywords, right? And on social media, let's say you are advertising on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, any ad that you have, even if it's super interesting, it's going to be a little intrusive, right? right. So uh, I could see a lot of, lot of parallels between uh, what you are doing and uh, what I'm doing currently at 99signals. Uh, but when it comes to podcasting, you have really nailed it. And um, with such few episodes, it's all about quality, right? I mean, it talks about the quality of your episodes. You don't have 500, 600 episodes like Pat Flynn or any of the other content creators out there. You just have 26 right now. I'm pretty sure it's going to grow very soon. But even with such a small list of episodes, uh, you've been able to resonate with your audience. So congratulations to you on achieving such milestones. I wanted to talk about, uh, this is a personal question that I have because you are right now... Um, head of digital communications at a financial conglomerate right uh, i hope we can name right. the conglomerate it's, is that okay if we uh, no we can't <laughs> okay <cool. laughs> i'm pretty sure someone can visit your linkedin and find out <laughs> so uh, you are managing these multiple things right and you are doing mm. um, you know you are involved in so many projects so for mm. me the personal question would be what are some of your productivity hacks you know especially for content creators content entrepreneurs and uh, other solopreneurs out there. Right. So this is something that's very, very close to my heart, uh, Sandeep, because uh, so happened, uh, if you remember back in the 1970s, 1960s, everybody wanted to be uh, an astronaut, right? Mm. In the 1990s uh, and the 2000s, everybody wanted to be an engineer. In the <laughs> 2010s, everybody wanted to be an MBA, uh, mm. me included. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so, so there's some amount of blame on me on for, you know, most of these mm. and, uh, and then now everybody either wants to be a content creator or a stand-up comedian or ideally both. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is not bad, which is not bad, which is definitely, you know, uh, more people finding their voice on social media, sharing content that is useful to them or entertaining to people is something uh, that must be encouraged because I think everybody in their own way um, has uh, a creative spirit that has to be, uh, you know, that can be kindled. And I think everybody um, uh, has that room to express themselves, whether be it for money, not for money, that's secondary, you know, you can choose to monetize. Some people might not choose to monetize. You'd live fuller, richer, happier, uh, definitely more productive and more fulfilling lives. No, who, who doesn't want to sign up for that? Right. Everybody would, but the more I speak with people, uh, you know, as a content guy, myself, including my own sister, who's often a Guinea pig, uh, because she's really <laughs> my, you know, my teenage sister is, uh, my, my Guinea pig for, you know, what Gen Z really want, because you know, I'm <laughs> old that way. I'm close to nearing 30. Yeah. So I asked her what oh, she wanted 30 to is old for you, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just turned 36 uh, last month. So I'm like approaching 40. We're on the same club. We are, we are on the same club, Sandeep. We're all old. Uh -huh. But these young kids, you see, yeah. you know, kids these days, um, and, and she's 16. And I, and I asked her, and she's going to sit for some of these management entrance exams and whatever. And I asked her what she wanted to do. And she, she has uh, certain creative inclinations. And he said... Uh, hey, I have it all figured out. Uh, and I said, okay, you know, tell me more. She said, okay, you see, um, me and my friends, we've had this conversation, right? 
where uh, the moment we get into a, a college, we are going to buy a ring light and and get our dads like blackmail our dads to uh, you know get us an iPhone. I said, okay, tell me more. I said, and then after that, with the ring light and the iPhone, we are going to uh, record a shit ton of vlogs. Okay, I said, <laughs> okay, okay, tell me more. So and then what would happen is um, because we are going to like you know put our authentic selves out there uh, we are going to get like 100000 uh, subscribers on youtube in like no time i said acha okay okay he said and then very soon it's going to turn into 1 million like <laughs> everybody can get 1 million subs i said uh huh uh huh i said and then we are going to do an unveiling of our silver button and then our gold button and then our diamond button um and and that's the plan like who wants a corporate job like my god really like that's such a simple thing to do and that's another word i learned <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a very simple thing to do okay <laughs> and nobody wants a corporate job nobody like who who wants nine to five we'd be creators we'd make a ton of money and we'd all live in penthouses and we'll all be millionaires that's the plan we have it all chalked out we've we've discussed about this that's the game plan i said okay fair enough but then uh, that conversation led me on to believe, my God, content creation is the new, you know, I want to be an astronaut uh, <laughs> in, the, in, a, in, in 2022, right? Yeah. Look at the numbers. 80% of all influencers are micro-influencers. 68% hmm. of all content creators are part-time creators. Nearly half of all content creators earn little or nothing. And I think 10% or less sort of content creators earn around $100,000 annually. These are, um, you know, reports uh, by Linktree and a couple of other very respectable sort of uh, uh, agencies who put this out there, right? The top 1% digital creators make the most amount of money, right? What about the other 99%? Most, uh, most professions, the top 5% or even in some cases, the top 10% would make a decent amount of money, just about enough to get by if nothing else. The rest might be struggling, right? The top 5% of engineers will be making shit ton of money, right? Mm. That's not the case with content creation. If you would want to do it full time, that's, you know, a big caveat there, right? Mm -hmm. Which means there is a huge market for what I call creator employees, where you are doing content creation as a vocation, you're doing it because you would want to, you're doing it as a vehicle to promote your own personal brand, to land better jobs, uh, to build an identity for yourself on the internet, uh, to help bring value to your colleagues, to people within your industry. You're often creating content that is useful, that might be or might not be snackable. Uh, that is in some ways, you're not doing day trading, you're playing in the FTs mm. of content creation. And that's what I recommend to everybody to start, which is play in FDs before you go into the equity markets of content creation. And, and it's only after you are confident, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, index funds in the equity market of content creation, go into picking stocks, mm -hmm. you know, that's when you go all in, right? Don't right. go all in ever. Uh, purely because if you have not tested the waters, you are not sure about whether this thing can pay the bills. Content creation as a sector, as a niche changes every couple of months. 
Mm. Nothing, no sector changes. Like if you are a doctor, your hum, the human body, the whatever you've read and you've studied, that's not going to change in six months, right? Yeah. Certain elements might change. There might be new discoveries. Mm. So right. uh, if you are a creator, this is what I tell you. So let's say something, if you'd want to run something, let's say like a podcast, I'll tell you how I have aligned it, right? In a way where um, I have a full-time job. Hmm. Uh, I don't have any immediate plans to monetize my content, but I'm still running a podcast that's doing pretty well. Hmm. How do I do it? Very simple. Uh, there's, there are multiple scheduling tools that sync up with your Google calendar. Uh, so there's Calendly, there's Zcal, there are multiple other uh, sorts of uh, uh, free or even paid uh, scheduling tools. You All you need to do is do some cold emails, reach out to a couple of people, maybe post on a couple of PR groups, maybe reach out to certain um, uh, PR teams of certain brands, pitch them your podcast. Some people are going to pick that bed, schedule a call with the scheduling link to a point where Mm. Uh, you have the guest relations bit of it automated. Use online forms to get them, uh, you know, to funnel these guests incoming interest through that funnel so that you only have people uh, on your show who you intend to have, right? Mm. Mm. Use something like Google Forms to, to filter down guests. Have a conversation. Again, you don't need to travel. You could use something like, uh, you know, a Zencaster or, or Zoom to record your show. All you need is to invest like 1,000 or 2,000 rupees in a cheap USB mic, hmm. record your show, use Zencaster or Audacity, which Audacity is free. Zencaster takes like, you know, just about a couple of cents to, you know, sort of polish off you your content. You can also use Anchor, if I'm not mistaken, because you, you can, can definitely, yeah, you can record it on your mobile phone itself. You need not even invest. Absolutely. In yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can record it on Anchor. Um, and once you record it on Anchor, you put the show out on anchor uh on canva there are so many templates for podcast yeah. covers just put yeah. your name there change up the name put it there and and start creating content the only issue in content creation is that people are people feel let down by the numbers on day one mm. even day day 30 sometimes even day 60 or day 90 the if you are in content creation, you should be there for the right reasons, which is you are not there for instant fame. I think that is something you have got to enjoy the process of content creation. Yeah, yeah. The moment you enjoy that and you are able to streamline some of these processes, it is so much easy for you to, uh, to consistently produce content. Once you start producing content consistently, that consistency in and of itself is going mm. to act as your word of mouth marketing, right? Right. Imagine right. you have 25 guests, each of these guests, uh, you know, re, uh, share their uh, posts about them being on your show with hundred of their, you know, mm. uh, audiences. Mm. Now you have reached 25 into hundred number of people mm. without investing even a single penny in Facebook ads and all, all of that. Right. People right. invest all of this money and, you know, try and look for hacks. Hacks do make sense. Hacks do make sense. You can set up a WhatsApp blast and, you know, reach a ton of people. Uh, you can, uh, you know, uh, build click funnels. All of these are great, but you need to reach a certain consistency and a certain critical mass of an audience for these to make a difference to you. If there is no audience, 
you might have a 10 mail sequence you know very well written you know a newsletter um uh, it, it is not going to push the envelope for you on day one and given mm. that you will over index on all of these and you mm. expect these hacks to work out for you in the small in the short term you are going to get frustrated and you'll right. say oh my god this doesn't work let me just give up so run your content creation on the slow burner as what I call a, as a creator employee. And I think mm-hmm. that is going to reap dividends for you in the long term. There are only two things that you need to take care of. Number one, anything that is not making you money, try and automate those processes mm-hmm. in whatever little capacity you can. So in social media, it could mean just buy a social media scheduling tool. If you don't want to buy one, you could use something like Hootsuite or Buffer and use their free versions itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and see how that is working out for you in the short term until you're ready to invest, right? Just the minimal basics. The second thing is try and create an audience on owned land and not rented land. That's the mm-hmm. only two things I'd say, right? So, so what would owned land mean? It could mean a mailing list. It could mean if you're doing a podcast and you're hosting the podcast on some place like Budsprout where you're being, uh, you still mm-hmm. own your audience and you can cross sell and upsell them things. Hmm. as opposed to purely sort of doing it on, on on an instagram page so that's that's just the two things i'd say right there were so many insights in that one answer and um, <clears throat> i mean if i were to unpack uh, uh, some of it uh, also in the age of leverage right naval ravi can't talk, keeps talking about leverage it's one of the mental models that he keeps talking about in his books uh, um, uh, on twitter and on his blog right. Um, I think to build leverage, uh, you need to be a creator employee now, right? You need to build an IP, uh, you need to build your personal brand and, uh, people who can't code, I mean, you can build, uh, leverage through coding. You can have uh, unique apps or unique websites created, but people who can't code, I mean, it's all about creating content, right? You can, it's so easy to set up podcasts. It's so easy to set up your own blog and talk about, uh, something that you're really passionate about. And, uh, and we already spoke about niching down, right? That's uh, that's a very right. good uh, uh, hack that everyone needs to remember when they're starting because you don't have to do um, something for everybody. You just have to identify that one percent or that small portion of an audience and try to cater them cater to them exclusively. Uh, right. My question to you from a, a podcast perspective again: Which analytics tool do you use when it comes to your podcast? I mean, right now uh, your engagement matrix are off the charts, right? How do you identify? these metrics is there a podcast analytics tool that you would recommend yeah so i'd recommend chartable personally chartable okay. uh, chartable so chartable for two reasons number one is um it is one of the few uh tools which offer sort of like no bs podcast analytics i'll tell you what that means um you see podcast uh when you are hosting it on a service uh, on a be it a Buzzsprout or or uh, you know uh, Anchor these these places, um, they would often fail to capture the full extent of uh, yeah. data, and you are likely to get a very sort of spattered, uh, very irregular uh, trends, uh, which is mm. likely to misalign mm. your content creation in the longer term. Mm. So I'd say at least in the short term, you would, uh, as you're starting your podcast, you don't know need anything. You just need to know this is my niche. Let me start creating yeah, yeah. for this niche. Uh, 
maybe after you've created at least around 10 to 15 episodes and you say okay i think this is something i'd want to invest in the full time let let me try and get to know a bit more about my audience right that is when you should invest in something like chartable um once you do that there are two things that chartable does one is you can definitely get under the skin of who are the kind of people who are listening uh, mm-hmm. and besides that you can also create deep links deep links are links that would open natively in the respective app mm-hmm. right uh, and that can be then used in whatsapp promotion campaigns and so on and right. so forth and these right. these links are also being natively tracked on chartable so you can then judge how certain promotional organic content or promotional yeah. campaigns that you are running are working out well yeah the reason i asked this question is uh, we spoke about the importance of understanding your audience right and uh, okay. analytics is one um, you know portion of uh, the apps that i use like anchor and buzzsprout uh, the, the it's severely lacking in analytics so you don't really get to understand Absolutely. your audience and once you've released a bunch of episodes let's say you've released 5 to 7 episodes you need to understand who your uh, core audience is and then you can tweak your content accordingly right and um, chartable uh, as you've suggested uh, even i had heard that it's the best uh, analytics tool out there for podcasts is it worth upgrading Absolutely. to the paid version or is it uh, is the free version good enough for new podcasters i would say the good uh, the free version is good enough for new podcasters hmm. so you could go to chartable after like you said 5 to 10 episodes hmm. but hmm. if you have at least let's say 20 episodes i think i move to the the first i think the indie i think it's called the indie plan which is around 10 dollars a month okay. Uh, okay i i move to that after 20 episodes right where right. you are we are right. going to get one year of you know chart and review history you can click uh, create mm-hmm. unlimited smart links which is deep links right mm-hmm. um and and it is going to be more than enough you can mm-hmm. also um export your analytics and and do things with it figure out exactly uh, mm. where your audience is coming from so definitely something that i'd say if you want to take podcasting seriously um, you know over period of time chartable is going to be uh, an ally for you definitely okay so sekat we have covered a lot of points uh, i guess uh, new creators uh, or aspiring creators uh, can learn from you and uh, learn from this episode where you shared a few um, uh key insights on how they can get started especially when it comes to you know starting their own podcast for all my listeners uh who are just uh you know hearing about you for the first time where can they find you online right so i often blog uh, on sakatpai.com/blog you mm. could definitely find me uh with a different guest each time on the you incorporated podcast which mm. is live across 20 plus music and podcasting apps so you know apple podcast spotify amazon music google podcast whichever is your favorite music and podcasting app go check out the you incorporated podcast uh, we have some truly amazing guests lined up there for you whether you are an aspiring founder a creator um, a creative a marketer uh, mm-hmm. we we'd have something in there for all of you so go check it out it's for free and uh, and we have some great value to deliver fantastic so i'll recommend uh, yeah fantastic so i'll include all these links in the show notes so uh, listeners can check it out um uh, and uh, saikath has a very interesting blog as well uh, so that's like an accompanying piece to his podcast do check that out uh, as well 
and uh, we have already spoken about you in cooperation podcast uh, i've been binge listening to all the episodes of saikat and uh, it's one of uh, my new favorite podcasts uh, and uh, for those of you who haven't uh, uh, listened to it uh, i would just briefly like to describe uh, you know what it's all about uh, every monday saikat brings razor sharp actionable brand building and entrepreneurial insights from the most successful media founders business leaders and creators from around the world so it's a very interesting podcast and it's no surprise that he is leading the charts apple podcast charts everywhere uh, especially in india so uh, do check that out and uh, if you uh, liked our conversation today then do subscribe to saikat's podcast and you'll not be disappointed thank you saikat thank you so much for uh, you know taking the time to be a part of the show i know you have a busy schedule and uh, i would just like to thank you for uh, taking the time and sharing all those insights with us thank you thank you for having me on board sandeep really appreciate it and loved our conversation yeah likewise uh, see you and all the best uh, for um, um, your podcast and uh, i hope we can have you again in the future when um, you know you have more episodes and um, you know you have uh grown even more substantially as a content creator definitely definitely and guys is a, a, a bit of a teaser here uh we are going to have sandeep on the you incorporated podcast as oh. well so watch out for that episode yeah. where we have uh, the great sandeep malya on the you incorporated podcast <laughs> okay thank you so much for um, uh, that uh, lovely teaser and i'm looking forward to you know being a guest on your show i would like to talk about uh, you know passive income and affiliate marketing uh, there are a lot of uh, questions surrounding uh, uh, these topics and uh, we can explore that more on your podcast lovely looking forward to oh, it sandeep likewise uh, thanks once again sekhar and i'll see you very soon marketing mantra with sandeep malia is a podcast by 99 signals a place to find top notch content on a wide range of online marketing topics to get started visit 99signals.com/best to check out all the top rated articles on the blog or simply view the description of each episode to download free online marketing resources to level up your marketing skills you can rate and review this show on apple podcasts and you might find your review featured on a future episode got a question or topic suggestion for sandeep simply send a voice message via anchor app or send an email to podcast@99signals.com it too could be featured on a future episode and if you haven't already please subscribe to marketing mantra on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify or any major podcast player